So here's the question. How do active people in the Atlanta area stay pain-free and live the active, fulfilled life that they deserve at any age? This is the question, and this podcast is the answer. I'm Danny Matei, and welcome to the Active Atlanta Podcast. The Active Atlanta Podcast is sponsored by Athletes Potential. At Athletes Potential, we help active adults stay that way, pain-free and active doing the sports and activities that they love for life. We do this by working on four different areas. That's movement, nutrition, stress management, and sleep. When we optimize these four areas, you feel better, you move better, and you live better for life. Head to athletespotential.com to learn how we can help you stay active for life today. What is up, Atlanta, and welcome back to the Active Atlanta podcast. I'm your host, Doc Jake Swart, and today I am super excited because we have somebody who uh, on the surface would seem like a non-traditional guest on our show here. She's not a gym owner. She's not a physician. She's not a chiropractor. She's not a physical therapist. She is a hairstylist, uh, which I'm super excited to bring her on here because I think, you know, we like to bring on experts in the in the entire space of health and wellness, and I couldn't... I. I absolutely think that your hair belongs in that category. So uh, without further ado, uh, let me introduce you guys, Laura Goddard. She is the founder and owner and all-time hairstylist at Laura Goddard Style or LG Style, as as we're learning that it's being branded into here. Uh, so Laura, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Of course. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. So um, what? let's just dive like right into it. Uh, what is... Um, kind of like your background and how did you get involved with hair uh, styling and then what led you to kind of want to create your own business and then another layer on that what made you want to go into Grant Park for that business oh so um so I became a hairstylist 20 years ago this year um and like officially got my license so we can say I've been doing hair for a little bit over 20 years um moved to Atlanta and 20 years ago, 2001. Um, and I feel like that's when I kind of really started my career from Rome, Georgia. Um, yeah. And worked for a larger business. Um, I kind of went into hair just because I know it makes people feel better. It makes me feel better. I always doing love to the space that we were in and the, um, I know, just the approach to every haircut color as an artist, but also as, you know, a human touching another human and yeah. um, building relationships probably more so. But I mean, I'm big on the creative side, but also on the relationship side as well. Um, and worked for larger companies for a few few years and then booth rented for about six years. And then from there decided to go out on my own um, I just gotten married, um, and it was just a space for myself. So mm-hmm. I worked for myself for six years by myself. Um, great time to have a baby, get through all yeah. the changes, had a little hip surgery, some PT while I was at it. Um, <laughs> and then, um, you know, then I just, started to become lonely, honestly. Like I felt like I was missing out on stuff that was in, um, you know, just in the industry. And 
that connection you have with other stylists and the collaboration you have working side by side with someone. Mm -hmm. So um, ultimately my space in Buckhead that I was at for six years ended up being bulldozed over to build some apartments. <laughs> like so everything in Atlanta. Find, yeah. So I had to find a new space and I have lived in Grant Park now for probably close to 17 years. Nice. And, um, you know, it just, we've walked by the building for many years that had not been rehabbed and, had always said like, it'd be cool if somebody did something with the space, never knowing that I would be in the space. So I anchored the building in, um, let's say five years ago, 2015, I opened um, December. Um, so, you know, it's, I've seen the neighborhood grow and I've got to grow with it. And um, it's really been able to help me like, push forward and grow the business. Yeah, that's awesome. So uh, you've been a hairstylist for 20 years. That's a long time. Um, but you said something there that I think is incredibly important and um, something that I uh, often gets overlooked in our industry. Uh, but you said the, the power of human touch is something that, that you think is important. And I couldn't agree with you more. First of all, I don't think I, every time I walk out of a, like a barbershop, uh, I'm pretty sure I'm going to like, I'm like on the verge of passing out all the time. Cause I'm just, it just makes me like so sleepy. <laughs> it is very, we do make people fall asleep very easily. Oh, I bet. I bet. I'm like, I'm like talking purely just to be able to keep myself awake. Cause I'm going to fall asleep if I, if I stop talking. It's <laughs> definitely true. Yes. I've had people fall asleep in my chair before. So, oh, I have zero. I've had people, I've had people fall asleep, just dry needling them before. So like if they fall, yeah, if they fall asleep getting needles stuck in them, I can absolutely believe that they would fall asleep getting their haircut too. <laughs> I love the needles. So I could totally do that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So then, but yeah, I think, you know, that uh, is that a, I didn't realize, is that like a common theme with hairstylists in terms of like, um, and thinking that, uh, or finding the value in like human touch or human interaction and, and connecting in that regard? Or is that something that's more of a personal style for you? Um, I'm not, I, I would say personal for me, maybe when I first branched out of high school, went to college for a year, my goal was to be an occupational therapist. Oh, cool. I didn't realize that. I don't think. Yeah, I went to college for yeah. a year didn't realize I'm not a straight A student. This was mm -hmm. a very hard field to get into. Um, mm -hmm. Stress out a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Working with the girl who did my hair. And so somehow within conversation, it was the path I decided to go on. Um, but so same thing like with occupational therapy, with physical therapy is like, you're always leaving them better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so something about like that, that part of the industry resonated with me is where I'm still doing good. Mm -hmm. um, and I think if anything through like COVID times, we've learned that we hold a lot of power and people being able to get out and connect with people. Yeah. Um, hasn't always, hasn't been the easiest thing for us just because we carry a lot of that on our shoulders. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, we do see the power of it for the most part, you know? Yeah. It's, um, I mean, oh it's my gosh. Yeah. I mean, you're spot on. I think, uh, you know, there's a lot of banter that goes on in a, and at least in a barber shop and, you know, I'm not, I'm not super familiar with what goes on in a hair salon, I guess, but I would assume it's pretty close to the same thing. Right. 
Very similar, and the conversations have changed <laughs> in the past year. Oh, um, yeah, for sure. You know, that's, you know, because we, we do a lot of our conversation stems from like what's happening in your life and what's going mm-hmm. on. You know, what are your plans? And so all of that conversation had to kind of stop in a way just because we were all being held in the state of not knowing. Um, But I've definitely seen the clients who've come through my chair. I mean, this time through this time, as well as before who, you know, this is like their time to get out and their time to do something. Mm -hmm. So it's very much self-care. Some people self-care is twice a year and that's fine. It's like whatever, whatever you choose, you know, yeah. Every three weeks. And so, you know, I, I think it's just something that, you know, hopefully people look forward to. And then that, you know, knowing once they're done, they'll feel like feel better about themselves. If anything, I've heard more of people say, like, I can't look at myself on Zoom one more minute. <laughs> my, hair being, yeah. my hair being like this, you know. Yeah. So um, you know, or just, you know, people are, you know, they feel like they need to put um Put filters on themselves and you know that so that is interesting yeah do people i i didn't even think about that but like uh do people talk to you about that is like the need to feel like they have to like put filters on themselves or make them look themselves look into a look a certain way definitely definitely. i mean you know some people are like you know some people are like master at like flipping themselves over really fast to like oh i've got to put my camera on yeah you know, most I've heard a lot of people talk about how like I'm not doing anything other than pulling my hair back. I'm not, you know, I have no clothes. All I'm wearing is like workout clothes. And yeah, so I think it's part of, um, you know, it is part of self care and knowing like how far you can go until you have to like do it again. So yeah, sometimes we forget about ourselves. And um, oh my gosh, for sure, and especially like uh, in a time that's been you know, the past year and a half or year, year and a half um, with COVID, like once people started figuring out that this wasn't going anywhere, it, it honestly, like people had to start taking some calculated risks, right? Sure. So um, like, just like in our industry, people who still had back pain had to figure out what they were going to do with their back pain. Mm-hmm. And uh, people who, you know, had to find some form of self self-care when they entrusted that with you, I mean, that speaks volumes to the th- everything that you've been kind of doing throughout this pandemic in terms of trying to make sure that everybody's safe and everybody is um, at least as safe as you can be in, in a certain, in certain c- circumstances and everything. But what's going through COVID been like for you as a hairstylist where I'm fortunate enough to where like, I just said, you know what, I'm probably not going to do certain neck manipulations where like I had to put my face super close to somebody else's. I mean, like you're working, around somebody's head all day every day so what's that been like for you inches um you know initially it was a little bit scary to come into um i think you know i i have hashimoto's so i'm immunocompromised have things my husband has severe asthma my daughters had issues with breathing issues before so you know making sure I did it right was important to me for myself and my own family, but also knowing that then I'm responsible for my employees and for my clients. And like, I think the worst thing I've, the, the worst imaginable thing I could have would be somebody, you know, me having to call someone and say like, I was infected. You were in my chair. Yeah. But I, uh, um, we've been lucky to where we've 
Yes, we work inches away from people, um, depending on the haircut and the color. Sometimes, you know, with color, we can be with someone for over four hours. Yeah. Uh, in time, we can be hovering over them for two hours at, at once, just putting in foils. But um, I think that for the most part, like, you know, we implemented mask policy, fever, temperature check, um, hand sanitizer all over the place, wipe yeah. surfaces, plexiglass out. <laughs> I mean, and the biggest thing is, you know, it, I mean, I think for the most part, I know that our clients are of the, the safer, um, mm -hmm. you know, not taking the chances as much. So I might, we might be the only place they come um, mm -hmm. and not even go to a grocery store. So like I have a 70 year old man who said, I just want a haircut. I want to be able to. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it's like, this is one pleasure that I look forward to. So um, I think it's, we, we, you know, we've done our best to keep everyone safe and um, ourselves safe. And I think we've um, hopefully gotten through that, but we're not changing any of those um, policies anytime soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I hear you. And, and do I'm assuming do people come in? Do they feel like they're more relieved that they're in there and coming and seeing you, or do they just are they seem just kind of like stressed out more so than anything? Um, probably a little bit of both. But I mean, like I had a client today I haven't seen in a year and a half, and she wasn't ready to do any. It helps me um, feel good. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, at the same time, like our jobs have gotten harder with COVID working with masks and. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Having your hair done for a long time and having more expectations. So it's just kind of um, being realistic with everything. Yep. Yep. No, I totally agree. But then, I mean, and, and that just obviously speaks volumes of like who you are as a person. Uh, Cause the a business reflects like the owner or the founder, right? Like, or at least the owner and that, the person in charge is who that business reflects. And uh, so obviously you're doing a lot of good things personally and professionally to make sure that uh, your clients are well taken care of. Not only that though, not only do you demonstrate that uh, awareness and with like COVID, but you also demonstrate that in like the, like uh, in the sustainability space. I know you do some really cool things with making sure that you're trying to be as eco-friendly as possible. What, what are some of those things? Um, so number one, we are um, partnering with really good companies as far as the products that we bring in. Um, mm -hmm. Your own products only. So we know that, you know, it's not the, necessarily the big business people. So anyone that we partner with is um, fully in that sustainable realm already, um, being cruelty free. Um, trying to source really good ingredients, leaving out the bad ingredients. Um, but then I think the best partnership I ever joined in with was Green Circle Salons. And they um, are able to help us divert 95% of our waste out of landfills. Wow. And yeah, so so Green Circles, they're just, they're like, a, what, what is Middle Circles? What are they? So they help you divert that? They essentially like have partnered up with other companies who are able to recycle. So we're able to recycle our foils with color, our color, mm -hmm. our excess color. So any color that's left over in our bowl. So it'll actually be put through a process where it will break up the chemicals in the water and release the water back into the waterways. 
cleaner than when it came in. Mm -hmm. um, and then we can also recycle hair. And wow, you can recycle hair? We can recycle hair. They make booms to put like along the ocean side for like oil spills and type things. Really? And that's the human hair, hair that they do that with, huh? The hair will absorb, absorb in the, any of the oil and then the water will wash back out. So <laughs> um, like during the BP oil spill, they used a lot of that, um, a lot of the hair booms to help with that. So, and wow. then the best thing that came out is, you know, going, coming back to work um, with COVID, knowing that we were recommended using a lot of single use products is the fact that they were able to come up with a way to recycle PPE. Uh -huh. Now we're able to recycle disposable masks. And um, I was already doing gloves. So we can send gloves and um, those type things and, um, and wipes. So nice. wipes to clean up. And so I think they have done a tremendous job of trying to help our environment and pave a way for the future. And I really feel like there's, a lot more that can be done, but mainly so in more salons getting on um, top of this because as a in salons, I believe we can create like over $500 billion, billion pounds worth of waste in a year or something. Wow. I mean, it's, it's I pretty- I have no idea. Yeah, it's a lot. That's a so, ton. Yeah, I think that is like our, Knowing that I'm doing some good that way definitely like helps me um, feel good about our future within the industry because a lot has changed. Um, yeah. And then we um, have our plant, our place full of plants and it's green and lush. So we have a little pop-up shop in here with plants. So, you know, we're definitely like trying to clean that air and <laughs> do all the good things with um, everything we can. Yeah. That's awesome. So was is that something that's always just kind of been important to you? Or is that something like once the once like the amount of waste got brought to your attention, you're like, ah, oh, I can't be a part of that. <laughs> or is that is that something you actively seek out? Um, I kind of like seeked out some of it. We uh -huh. part of the Green Circle Salons I found out through Kevin Murphy, which is the main brand that I carry and when I, when I was able to go out on my own and like do the research and figure out the products that I wanted to bring into the salon, a lot of it was personal because that was when I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's and was dealing with a lot of health issues. And so you start reading a lot of labels with food and then you start reading a lot of labels with hair and you realize that there's definitely better ways to go for yourselves and your clients. So yeah. Um, you know, it was a, a model that I, I did very personally. And I think a lot of clients, I think I was seeing the movement of people going more green and really paying attention. I think in 2010, when I went on my own, that was really starting to become more of a, an issue. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we've, slowly seeing the industry change to bring in some of the better um, products. But the biggest thing is like the salons still need to go in that extra step with um, recycling and really looking at the amount of waste that we do go through. So yeah, 
And some of it's awesome. but you know, at the same time, like knowing that we can do some good is really good. Yeah. Oh, I totally agree. So we've got, so you've got, um, the efforts that you put on through COVID, uh, I mean, and you're literally like, you know, like reducing people's stress, you are improving people's outlook on themselves. You're making them feel like they don't have to use as many filters and helping them with, uh, the anxiety that can come with their physical appearance, especially over a zoom call. Like that's always see, like we get instant feedback, what we look like all the time. Um, and we are our own worst critics, uh, that can take a lot out of you specifically, right. Where, um, you're constantly giving to your clients in terms of, um, you know, just your, 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 yourself. So then I know, so, and I also know that you also like to work out quite a bit. Is that correct? <laughs> we might not want to add this into the podcast. I haven't been doing anything. You haven't been doing <laughs> anything. Oh my goodness. Okay. Um, well, let's do this. Um, so I know that you've been, so not only are you um, trying to fight all the precautions and all the increased awareness and all the increased difficulties that can come around with COVID. You're also trying to, you know, combat uh, environmental uh, uh, sustainability. That's all things that can take a lot out of you. So what do you do to kind of give back to yourself here? Hmm. I think some, I think some of that I'm still trying to find. Um, I've definitely been trying to do a bit more self-care on myself. Um, it is hard when you're, you know, you're taking a lot of responsibility for other people and, yeah. Um, I'm still learning some of that for myself, but I've been doing better. I've taken a trip by myself just to decompress. Nice. You know, definitely trying to be one with nature and getting out in this beautiful spring and taking walks, at least for now. Um, yeah. I'm still trying to kind of decide where I want to go in that workout realm. Yeah. Um, I think now that, you know, I, I think, I mean, COVID made a big difference with the working out. And I think with yeah. now that we're vaccinated and coming out of that, like I'm possibly ready to go back to those group classes and mm -hmm. enjoy something. But I think for now, I'm just going to kind of stick with walking and doing some yoga, trying to take oh. some trips. Yeah. All yeah. great things. Traveling is stupid expensive right now. I don't know if you looked at plane tickets recently, but they are no, astronomical. I'm driven <laughs> to the beach. Um, there you go. There um, you go. <laughs> But I think too, like we've, you know, adjusting the schedule to where we're not killing ourselves. Like even just doing a four day work week has really helped and yeah, trying to make sure that we're booking appropriately and not, not killing ourselves. For sure. <laughs> but cause it's, you know, it's, it's been very emotional and mentally draining because the conversations are not light. Um, no, definitely not. And you know, so it's definitely been very stressful and I've gone through those ups and downs for sure. Um, yeah. But at the time, like knowing I'm able to come into work and work with great people and make them feel happier makes me happier too. So absolutely. Um, I think that's really, that's really a big yeah. thing. And my clients, you know, because I have seen a lot of them for years really um, make that possible. So. Yeah. That's great. And then I got to ask you one more thing. What, uh, where, do, who cuts your hair? Do you cut your own hair? Do you have somebody else cut your hair for you? So my other stylist, Amy Jagady cuts my hair. And, yeah. Amy's uh, a stud. I love Amy. Amy's a stud. You know her. Yeah. She, um, 
she's been doing hair for about 15 years herself and has taught me a lot about hair, about myself, about a business. And I really think that, you know, having her in here with me has really helped the salon blossom and um, myself. I mean, I think yeah. we learn from each other. And it's, like I said, I, I was ready to be out and be with people. And I think that's made a huge difference too. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's like when you get the right person in there, it turns into rocket fuel, right? It's like, uh, you don't, you don't double each other's work capabilities. It's, it's exponential, right? Um, instead of linear when you get that right person in there. Well, I'll tell you what, Laura, if somebody wanted to learn more about, uh, LG styles or they wanted to learn, or they wanted to make an appointment or just see a little bit more about what you're all about, what's the best way they can either get in contact about you or learn more or, or just simply learn more about you. So, um, website is lauragoddardstyle.com. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram at LG style underscore, underscore Grant Park. Um, and, um, you can make an appointment via our website as well for haircuts and email us for color. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Laura, I, I really appreciate your time this evening and, um, I appreciate everything you're doing for the Grant Park community. Uh, it's super under, or I guess it used to be super undervalued. Now it's super over, or not overvalued, but appropriately valued uh, in terms of just what all you do for people's uh, just mental well-being and their uh, conscious outlook of how they kind of, uh, their confidence that they have with themselves. So thank you for all you do and thank you for your time. Thank you. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. If you want to find out more about our guests or about Athletes Potential and how we can help you continue to be active and pain-free in life, head over to athletespotential.com to learn more.